You're listening to Carmen and Yurko, live from the old National Bank State Street studio on WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good Karma Brands radio station. This is by no means our final football Friday of the year of the 2022 campaign. Oh, no, Yurko, we're going to buckle up for the playoffs starting next week. But it's our final football Friday where we're going to talk about the Bears. I don't know how much we'll talk about them today, to be honest. A little bit, but there are bigger fish to fry in the NFL right now. Yurko is going to give us his keys to the game. I don't really want to call them keys to victory. Just keys to maybe how you can get the number one pick and how you no, how you survive Bears and Vikings. How you Sunday. muster up the effort to watch that. I don't know whatever's going to happen. Yeah. But Yurko and Peggy will have post game. Meller. And Miller, Jeff Miller and Dan Miller, will have pregame at the Points Bet Sportsbook at Club Hawthorne, a crazy pour in Villa Park this Sunday morning oh, well, from wonderful. 10 to noon. Wonderful. Yeah. Taking the show on the road. So we're doing all the usual stuff. It's just Bears-Vikings is going to be a tough watch. The news of the day, first of all, there are two big pieces of news. One is that the breathing tube has been removed and DeMar Hamlin's talking. He did a video conference, I guess, with the team. That's pretty great. And uh, I think we've said it for most of the week. It's fantastic that that young man's going to be okay. You can't say enough about the um, athletic trainers. And they singled one out specifically yesterday. An assistant athletic trainer. I'm blanking on the name now. Excuse me. Uh, I was on my Instagram too. Denny. I can't remember the last Denny, name. Denny. Um, you continue to just, uh, what can you say about those people and what they did? And that he's Denny okay. Denny Kellington. Denny Kellington. There it is. That's a name we should know. Um, they say he was the one first that recognized he did not have a pulse and started administering CPR. Uh, so, and the breathing tube was removed, and he's talking to his teammates, and that's that's all great. I mean, it really is. Uh, the other big news is how the NFL is trying to proceed now without resuming that game. That game will not be played to conclusion. Um, that game is costing the Baltimore Ravens a chance to win the division. Uh, the division has gone to the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. You have this bizarre scenario where if the Ravens win Sunday, they will have swept the Bengals, have the same number of wins, not win the division, and if they were pitted against each other in the wild card round, they'd flip a coin to see who gets home field. <laughs> it's pretty wild. And there are a bunch of other crazy scenarios this needs to be approved by the owners. 24 of the 32. Yeah, they've got a yes. Zoom call. Carl. they got a Zoom call. that They're, they're going to Zoom it. They're going to do a roll call. They're going to do roll. 24 votes need to be had for this thing to be able to pass. And that's just one of the scenarios, and that's probably the least significant out of all of them. Remember, though. In terms of a, how playoff right. seating is affected. There's only seven playoff teams in the AFC. Correct. So if all seven vote no, you still theoretically have a path. Yes, you do. To good point, Eric. go ahead and implement this system. Here's where it gets weird. If Buffalo and Kansas City win or tie, a Bills-Chiefs championship game will be held at a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties, a Bills-Chiefs championship game will be at a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins, a Bills or Bengals versus Chiefs championship game will be at a neutral site. You got all that? Are you guys following? If Buffalo and Kansas City both win this weekend, the Chiefs get the bye. 
If Buffalo wins and Kansas City loses, the Bills are the number one seed and get the bye, and no neutral site games will come into play. I'm, I suppose that's the scenario if this passes that the league is hoping for, right? Buffalo and Kansas City both win. The Chiefs get the bye. Okay. If Buffalo wins and Kansas City loses, the Bills will be the number one seed, get the bye, and no neutral site comes into play. So that... The second half of that is what the league is hoping for, right, guys? They're hoping for the Chiefs to lose. Yes, aren't they? For Buffalo to win. Yeah, and for Buffalo to win. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't it odd that like the entire complexion of the like the entire structure of the playoffs hinges on the last week of this? Just the way the playoffs are even structured. Yes. Well, I mean, it only came about because you canceled the game because you decided to not play the game. There you go. So that's why it comes about. It was it so crazy? For, like, Yurko's original idea earlier this week, why don't you just use the built-in week off that you have between Championship Sunday and the Super Bowl? Or is that... Just, I guess there's too many logistics. Too many logistics. Too pro- much crap logistical going problems. On. Yep. Where well, you also, didn't start- it seem like the Bills have no interest in playing the game, making it up? Do they get or to both dict- teams? Don't? I mean, I, did they get to dictate? I don't. Wasn't want to it be the way that it was being like, reported throughout the week that they, both teams sh- didn't want to make up the game? I, I give them both a tie. I, I, I don't that's know what, what that I think. Like, shouldn't the tie, the tie be the easiest way, and then right. we go about our lives right. as, as normal and, and as far as football structure? And it falls the way it falls. Give them both a tie. Is that the most fair thing? Just give them both a tie. I, I don't think most fair is going to come into play because it doesn't matter. But you guys might be right. That might somebody's be always going to complain. It doesn't matter what's most fair. Everybody's going to complain about something all the time. So you just make a decision and you go with it. They've made their decision. They've got their plan in place. Now they have to. They're going to have it. their people vote on it, and then they'll see. What if they don't get the votes? Then they've got to come up with another plan. You're back to square one. You're back to give them both a tie and then move on. That's it. And then you start seeing how that affects winning percentages and standings. There's got to be something in play also for the best of football that the commissioner can come in mm. and simply say this mm. is the way it's going to be. So. It's got to be. It's got to wow. be something. He does have a lot of he's got, autonomous. He's got a, he'd have to invoke something. Monolithic power. Doesn't something he? that's in there. You know, you got to go and you got to get the keys to it and he opens it up. And then when they see the glow of it, you know, oh, no, we don't want to open that. Here we are. Now the decision is going to be made by one party. Sounds- you say Roger Goodell is Jules? Is that what you're yeah. suggesting Ark there? of the Covenant. He's got the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> it sounds to me like... Uh- I know it's an antiquated reference. I'm sorry for the young people, but it sounds to me like we got an Animal House uh, Dean Wormer a double secret double, probation double thing secret going probation, on. Uh, it yeah. gives the dean unlimited power in the That's time right. of campus emergency. That's right. The time has come for someone to put his foot down, yep. and that foot is me. I, I think, think that's maybe what Yurko's I'll talking be honest about. With you. Just put his foot down. I'm going to be honest with you. I think all teams have been consulted. There's a handful of these teams that are in the playoffs that are already like this plan. So I see well, this. Well, who can thing. like it? Baltimore can't like okay. it. Okay, right? like I said, like the Chiefs can't like there's it. There's already some teams there that do like it, even if it's Buffalo and Cincinnati. Yeah, I guess. So uh, the the vote, I guess, there would be twenty eight four four against the mm-hmm. NFC. Doesn't care, right? You're Mike Britton. NFC doesn't care. So that's sixteen. You get all met. Mike Brown has voted against everything the NFL has ever done. Ever. Mike Brown will vote no, no matter if it was his team, some other team. Mike Brown just, wants to, every vote to be 31 to 1. It's a standing no. Right. That's it. It's just like, and no. when Al Davis was alive, Al Davis would have voted no for Absolutely. Sure. So I don't know if the son, Mark 100%. Davis, with the beautiful haircut that he has, um, would, uh, you know, be, you know, taking his father's lead and just simply vote no just for the sake of voting no. He seems and then different. maybe a couple of teams. So it's 28 4.
I think it's going to pass because I think you make a good point. Just the numbers would sort of dictate that nobody. Why would anybody in the NFC really care? Right. And their problem, cheer problem. Do the work it out. Non playoff teams in the AFC really care? I, maybe they do. I, I have no idea what goes on in the minds of these owners. Who knows? I think you make a good point though. Like they probably know they're going to have the numbers. And then they probably hope for that last scenario, guys, that I talked about. A Buffalo win at home against the Patriots. Patriots have everything to play for. And Buffalo's had a goofy week. But you'd think Buffalo wins that game, right? A Kansas City loss. And then they're sort of in the clear. They, they, they dodge it all. Is Kansas City going to lose tomorrow afternoon on the road in Las Vegas? Patrick Mahomes all-time against the Raiders, Yurko. Eight and one straight up. 26 touchdowns, three interceptions. Uh, that's what you call dominating it's a dominance. rivalry. Yeah. Now, the Raiders look good last week. They, they played hard after the, their little mini drama, getting rid of Derek Carr. Jarrett Stidham looked good. Jarrett Stidham was like a top-four quarterback in uh, adjusted EPA per play. Mm-hmm. And I think he was number two in Week 17 in adjusted – I'm sorry, in um, EPA plus completion percentage over expectation. And, and, that's against the number one defense in the NFL. And Kansas City plays just well enough to win. I Mostly. Yeah. In these regular season well games. enough to win. That's what but they yeah, do. I can't see Kansas City losing with still a shot at a bye – in Vegas tomorrow. I, I don't see that right. happening. I don't see a loss for Kansas so City So I think either. the craziness, all the goofy scenarios are going to come to fruition once Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to win tomorrow afternoon. And that's the first game of the weekend to kick everything off. I like it. And again, for me, is this vote on it. Fair? Vote on it. I, and, and if I, do, do, I, my question is, I guess this. Ask the people. Do, do people think oh, this breaking is breaking news on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000? Tom Palacero is reporting that it has been agreed upon by the owners. Boom. There you go. So the, the he, vote? He's writing. Uh, he does not have the vote. He just says NFL owners approved the resolution modifying this year's playoffs there you go the possibility of a neutral site afc championship game a coin flip to determine where the ravens and Bengals wild card game would take place and it's all dependent on what happens in week 18 that's when uh tom pelissero on nfl network what would be the wow. best afc place to, to, keep, to host it do they want to do an indoor venue well you know how the nfl does this we've gone through uh this season and in the covid year it's always ford field in detroit that's always the selection well, I, I saw some, isn't that always the place ford field is getting uh re-turfed apparently so they wouldn't be able to <laughs> oh shucks. i saw that somewhere well, and then i i am just gonna you know, go ahead I'm looking I'm Buffalo, go ahead and cincinnati proximity the I'm proximity go, i'm gonna go ahead and say it minnesota vikings aren't playing in the nfc title game i I go Indianapolis. Shay suggested Pittsburgh since these are all outdoor teams in the cold weather. Yeah, they, I think Indianapolis. Indy makes sense. Indy makes sense if it's Dome, been returned up there. Centrally located, both. You know, you'd see, you'd get some fan bases that travel. Still, I mean, dare I say, like if it's Chiefs Bills, I mean the Bengals would have a pretty sweet home field advantage in that scenario. If it's Chiefs Chiefs Bills, just. Look, picturing the map in my mind, dare I say they're about equidistant to Indy? Or am I, I crazy? I, I, Probably I, about equidistant, York? No, I, I think the Chiefs travel a little bit longer, longer and Buffalo's a little bit less. If I had to guess right yeah, now, yeah. as my brain tells me. Yeah, you're probably right. Probably a little bit longer for KC, but maybe not yeah. totally out of right. whack. Yeah, but not out of whack. Yeah, either way, right. it's, it's got to be closer it's a for flight, Buffalo. It's flight for each one of them. Yeah, it's got to be closer for Buffalo. Cincinnati, that, that would serve them well. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, I so is is there any this. conversation about moving it to a location where you know weather can't impact it, therefore you don't have to go to another scenario of moving a game because of weather? Or do, do you say, I mean, do they want to move it to a, a, a place where weather won't impact it because they might get a better football game? Yeah, you, that could be too, you know, but if we're already jumping through all these different hoops to figure this thing out, North, put it inside so then you don't have to worry about it. North suggested on the Odds Couple podcast, which is available now on the ESPN Chicago app, he's like, why not Soldier Field? You want to talk about somewhere that's centrally located if it's potentially the Bills and the Chiefs? Oh, let's get real. That's what I told him. I said, Mike, they're not doing it at the <laughs> back to Loha Stadium. But I, you know what I said to Mike? I said, but you know what? As much as I loathe going to Soldier Field, I might look to buy a ticket to go see the Chiefs and the Bills play the AFC title game at Soldier Field. I think I would want to go to that, you guys. That'd be something that might get me to Soldier Field. I have I, the, my reaction was the same, Chris. I'm like, there's no way. I have the official distances. Okay. Get, so keep, Kansas, you're right. Kansas City's farther. Kansas City, Indianapolis, 482 miles via I-70 East. Okay, 482. Buffalo to Indianapolis. Four hundred and ninety-two miles. Oh, so my original inclination—ten right. more miles. My inclination was right at first. But I, what you're saying they're they're basically the same. Yeah. Yes. So, they're, so they're equidistant. Yeah. India's wow. the place. How about that? What do people think of this? I, this conversation needs to be prefaced that we all acknowledge the best thing to come out of everything is that Demar Hamlin is going to have a quality of life. Yeah. We all know that. He's going to live. I don't... So as we continue the, the conversation yeah, forward, the reason, I don't want to hear about right. it's not important in the it, grand it scheme. It is important. We know that, but like... The reason they canceled the game is because they thought the kid was going to die. Exactly. That's why they canceled it. And they were in no shape to play. I He's going to live. Yes. So... And so We now, move on. We, we do have to talk about like what is fair in terms of competitive balance for... This country's most popular sport at the most important time. Right? Yes. So just so everybody knows, that's the conversation going forward. What do you think? And who's got a legitimate gripe? I'd love to see the vote, too. If we, One of these reporters is going to get the breakdown of the vote, too. I, I'd love to see the total and who voted yes and who voted no. And maybe it was unanimous. Who knows? I doubt it. But maybe we'll find that out. Three one. Well, like you're going to Mike, Mike Brown, Mike Brown votes, Brown votes no. no. He's going to vote no. Three one two. The guy that owns the Bengals votes no. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Your thoughts on this? How the NFL is handling it? It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. No, no, no. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. No. There are uh, some whispers out there that the gambling sites, you know, they're all competing. That's such a competitive marketplace now. And they're all competing for your money, right, Yerk? That you, you, oftentimes they'll yes. do stuff like this. They're like, oh, we'll give you your money back. There's some whispers that certain sites are going to start refunding Ravens bets for the division. I am um, hopeful that uh, points bet is one of those books. Because you've got to play. <laughs> uh, I bet the Ravens preseason to win the AFC North. Uh, because of the cancellation, they cannot do that now. Right. They are locked into a wild card spot. Win or lose, they're a wild card. But it was uh, a, a better scenario for them had they, they won, obviously, before the cancellation sure. of the game. 
But uh, I won't sweat it too much. It is what it is. You know, they're dealing with this as as best they can. The league is. It's uh, it's all, it's a one hundred dollar wager. It's it's not the end of the world. But I was looking forward to that maybe on Sunday. But it sounds like uh, some sites, like I said, are going to refund those bets. I'm eagerly awaiting to see what points bet does now that this has been officially approved. This measure is approved. This this is finalized now. The Bengals are the AFC North division champs. Now that these measures have been approved by the owners, so. I will check the site and uh, let you know yeah, what happens. Let if, us know, Carl. If I get uh, $100 magically replaced into my account or if that money is just gone. The whole city of Chicago <laughs> is waiting on bated breath well, right I think, now. Well, I think people are waiting that had those bets on, like, what is their site going to do? I would like every single person that bet the Ravens to win the division to call us. I would, too. And, and let us know. Let us know what you're, what's happening. Which site you did it with or which book you did yeah. it with. And what you're either hearing or what you've seen in your account, if you had a like me, a Ravens preseason uh, AFC North Division title bet, uh, let me know what's happening. I'd, I'd be, and again, the, the rumors really this morning were that some of the books were going to refund. At least that's what I heard. I, I was like, oh, how magnanimous of you! Yes, please refund the bets. Let's grab calls on this three one two three three two three seven seven six on how uh, the NFL is handling all of this going into the playoffs. And we could get a lot of craziness, depending on how far the Chiefs, Bengals, and uh, Bills advance in the postseason. Paul's in Lockport on ESPN 1000. Hey, Paul. Hey, boys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, man. Mm, happy New hey, Year. Um, hey, uh, so I think that they should play this game in Chicago. Century located. If it's an outdoor game, it's an outdoor game. And I I don't see the um, don't want to see the president setting up where they're paying an indoor game for an outdoor team. Right. I, it'd be interesting. I, I don't think it'll be Chicago if they do choose a site, Paul, just because of maybe some of the restrictions with Soldier being a smaller venue. Um, I, I don't think they'd have any problem packing 80,000. Right. Now, now, in fairness, Lucas Oil isn't that large. It's right. about 67,000. Both fields are turf. Um, Cincinnati, I, I, Boston. I mean, Cincinnati, Buffalo. The only one that's grass, or is it field turf still, is Kansas City. Uh, well, Kansas City is a grass field, I believe. Yeah, yeah Kansas City is grass. What about Buffalo? Buffalo, I Buffalo, think it's field turf. It's field turf? Field turf, What yeah. about Cincinnati? That's, Hybrid. I thought it was grass, but I could be wrong. No, I think I think your goes right, right on that, yeah. Um, she got two we, hybrids and a grass. grass. To Paul's point, to North's point. Pittsburgh I mean, is grass. Pittsburgh is grass, yes. Should we be so dismissive of potentially the, the them the NFL choosing an outdoor venue that's centrally located and that would be Soldier Field? Like, do you totally cross it off? I do. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Chris goes. Come on. <laughs> As uh, a season ticket holder, uh, Chris, I would mean, it be amazing if listen, you got offered to buy a seat? It, it would be. Yeah, Tennessee is a centrally Tennessee located place that has grass. Yeah, Nashville. Tennessee could be in the playoffs. So I don't think they're oh, going listen, anywhere, but you're not, right. They're not going to be in the playoffs. You're right. Let's you're right. I don't, I don't think they are either. They're probably not making kick me. the living crap out of Tennessee this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I guess it wouldn't matter at that point. You know, I wouldn't because, rule out uh, a sinister side of the NFL in possibly floating a trial balloon of saying, like, a uh, location, destination for the championship weekends. The weekend, you see what I'm saying? Where, oh, oh, yeah. where you not mean like, like it's just the Super LA, Bowl, Sophie, yeah. something like that. Atlanta, L.A., New Orleans. So you're suggesting Dallas. they toy with the idea of going forward. Nobody has a right. The title right. game For has both home field? sides of the. Uh, Here's a better idea. How about let's taking the whole damn thing to London? <laughs> let's play at Wembley. You I heard Chris? Charlie say that this morning. Charlie yeah. said that. 
Yeah, why not? Expand the footprint. Let's go to Germany. Chris, Deutschland. I will say it's an interesting little thought experiment. Like, and is in the NFL, and let's not pretend for one second they're not thinking about these things. Hmm. Golden opportunity, gentlemen. Do we start thinking about rotating championship Sunday to different cities and our Super Bowl? I would not put that past them for one second. You know, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about the college football playoff. The college football playoff will keep the bowls and the neutral site locations for the final four, the championship game, even though it will start with playoff games at school settings. So, like, I, I could see us getting to a point where the NFL sees the success that college football will have in a few years yeah. and say, you know what? They're putting their games in neutral site locations for the Final Four. Why don't we do that? Why don't we go to New Orleans in Miami and see? Uh, uh, oh, I can't speak. SoFi, uh, Los Angeles. Why don't we just start finding the warm weather cities where people will come and travel and we make it even bigger and I don't know, somehow they make more money. Remember, the dollars <laughs> the NFL awesome. wants is every dollar. Right. So they're not necessarily always looking to put money in Delta's pockets or Southwest pockets or right, the hotel's right. pockets. They're trying to find ways to put the money, all the money, in their pockets. Yeah, that's true. The NFL is a greedy structure. Very interesting, though. I wonder if that's not part of their thought process. The San Siro. We'll see where they. Yeah, where where they playing at the camp now? Uh, Barcelona. Can you imagine? We'll see how they start to. uh, You know, at some point here, they're going to have to release ideas and venues for the end of the month and and where these are going to be played. Josh is in Columbus. Hey, Josh. Josh. Hey, boys. Appreciate you guys feeling call. You got it, bud. You know, I find uh, I find this whole idea of like a coin flip to be, you know, rather uh, rather mundane. You know, in an era of advanced analytics, we have seven, you know, eight, nine different tiebreakers to decide, you know, who wins the division and where teams place in the in the standings. That we're relying on essentially like a coin flip to decide where the AFC wildcard game is going to be played. Yes. You know, I'm just really going to rely on a coin flip. What he ought to do is have like a 30 minute TV special this Saturday morning. We'll flip a coin just to decide the winner of the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. Raj can sell advertising. It'll be a whole great thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. You're you're relying on a coin flip. Why not? You got the 50-50 proposition in front of you. Josh, thanks. I mean, the Bengals line. You know what that Bengals line has done now that this game is not meaningful, what? really, for the Ravens? Because the Bengals have been given the division. That line, Yurko, this morning, over about a 90-minute period, moved like... I think four full points out towards Cincinnati. Because if Lamar Jackson was going to play, now he most certainly won't. Tyler Huntley's got an injury. They're probably starting rookie Anthony Brown, who's going to make his first career start. I'll give you the updated number, too. Hold on. Um, let me get it for you real quick, Yerk. I mean, it moved. It was it was on the move, Yerk, the minute this started leaking out. Now there's been some buyback. Now it's down back below 10 it was at 10 for a little while. Now it's Cincinnati minus 9.5. I guess when it hit the 10, some people then jumped on the Ravens. Now it's Cincinnati minus 9.5. Boy, look at the look at the spread, and then look at the total, York. Uh, Baltimore just can't score. 39.5. It's a big number a to mid, lay with a total mid, under 40. It's a mid-90s. Right? Mid-90s is the last to- time you saw one of those. Uh, a team laying 9.5 with a total under 40 right now at 39.5. The Ravens have scored more than... 17 points once in their last seven games. And they haven't done it since Lamar went out. Their offense wasn't even that good or efficient with Lamar this year at times. They just can't score. And their last six games. favored by nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. That's crazy. That nine, I mean, it was on the move this morning. It was wild. Marcus is in Minneapolis on ESPN 1000. Hey, Marcus. 
Hey guys, I just want to say, I, I just want to say, um, the people that they're expecting like a, a perfect um, solution to this situation, I think they're wrong, and it's kind of giving the vibes of that guy from the other station who made that tweet that night. Um, just because they're not mutually exclusive um, events, just because Hamlin's okay now, it, it's the the result of trying to figure this out is is still connected to his injury. So we just can't say, oh, he's okay now. Let's figure it out. It's not going to be perfect. Uh, if someone, it's, it's not going to be fair to one team because it's it just what it, it is. Just what it is, and we have to go back to the situation. His life is more important than football, so it's just one year. It's not going to be perfect. Someone's going to lose out on. You just have to move forward and play the best game you can play with the situation you dealt. So uh, yeah. I think we just cannot. Yeah, we just kind of have the to. The reason we're here is Thanks, because Marcus. of the injury, though. Thanks, Marcus. That's why we're here. It's because of the injury. It is, and yeah. that's the reason why they've got to go and have the meeting and the voting. That's why, I mean, obviously there's cause and effect. Yeah. Because a player almost died on the field, and that's what they're worried about was his death. Yeah. Uh, they canceled the game. Right. Because they've canceled the game, the NFL had to vote on the best possible solution. They voted on the best possible it, solution. Is this the best possible? Uh, do I think it is? Yes. Do you? Because nobody's going to be happy. Doesn't make a difference. You have to come up with something. I know. They came I up know. with something. Period. There we go. Would it be better to just take everything to a coin flip like you know what i mean instead of a neutral site at least you have the the chance of hosting the game in your building or is that not i don't know i don't know what's right it's hard it is the minute they decide i think they've also kind of set a precedent if this stuff happens again this is what we're gonna do i guess so there you go it's hard man uh, we'll take more of your calls coming up next you know who we're gonna talk to at 12:45? jeff van gundy and we won't talk nba don't worry well, we might ask him one question about the Bulls, but you know why we're going to talk to Jeff Van Gundy? Because he's a diehard, I believe, season ticket holder of the Houston Texans. And we got to talk to him about what he wants and expects from his team. And, you know, does the coach in him, like, what does the coach, the performer professional coach in him say about a team going out and, you know, like trying to lose? The teams don't do that, I get it, but, like, what's the coach in him think? Can he bring himself to say, I hope my team loses? On Sunday, we're going to ask him when he joins us in about 15. More of your calls on how the NFL is handling all this coming up next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Carmen and Yurko are back. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Happy Friday, everybody. Great news today that Damar Hamlin had the breathing tube removed. He's communicating with family and friends. I, I uh, understand he was on a, uh, like a Zoom call with the team. That'd be great for that team. They prepare for a big game now against the Patriots this weekend. That line has not moved. Uh, not since it went to seven anyway. I do like the Pats getting the seven this weekend. New episode of Odds Couple is up. You can check out our breakdown of Week 18 and also... The national championship game on Monday. Just go to the ESPN Chicago app. You can get the odds couple there. Mike North will join us at about 145 or so with the bonus play. Jeff Van Gundy coming up in 15 minutes to talk about his beloved Texans and the Bears and Texans duking it out this weekend here, potentially for the number one overall pick in the draft. Uh, let's get back out to the phones, York. We will say hi to... Let's go to our buddy Randy in Seattle on ESPN 1000. What up, Randy? Hello, boys. What up, man? <laughs> Hey, I absolutely uh, love the back and forth yesterday on the Devin Hester, the Hall of Fame conversation. I thought that was just thank a, you. That was just great fun. Um, Carm, 
I give you all the credit in the world always, but especially for the way you handle Yurko when he decides to go off the rails and become a pain in the panache. Never, never. That's <laughs> me. Oh my it's a piece Talk of Talk about a stir. This is, that is Yurko. That's what he loves. He loves it. And when he loves nothing more than stirring the pot and like, I like what, making people mad. You know, rather. Oh, I- you're going, he'll shake that hornet's nest, baby. Anytime uh, the Devin Hester thing comes up, believe me. Oh it's- yeah, absolutely. But I got a comment for Yurko here on Kick Returners, and he's yeah. a uh, he's a big Travis Williams supporter. And I'm going to put this out there that I believe, and I saw these guys because I'm older than you. But I'd say Gail Sayers was a better kick returner than Travis Williams. He might have been and the best. Guys I, would say, I, I, I would tell he's the better punt returner. Yeah, because uh, probably more punt than kick. Well, for me, it was Gail Sayers' punt at returner. The, look at his look at his numbers. I will. I'm gonna I, look at him. Same I, year, same years that Travis Williams was returning for Green Bay. They, they would duke it out. Look at uh, just the highlight, Randy. Thanks, buddy, and happy New Year. Look at the highlight package. I'm too young to obviously remember to appreciate Gail Sayers. it. Um, I only know it through highlights. I mean, like, watch the highlight packages of Gail Sayers. The, like, the, 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 the game against, it was the Niners, right, Yerk? His yeah. rookie year. In the, like, the game against the Niners in his rookie year, in which the field was a it was terrible, complete, muddy mess. Like, I mean, in the way <laughs> they used to be muddy messes back in the day. <laughs> it's remarkable. Yeah. That was at Wrigley Field, obviously. I mean, it's. You can't imagine how he's doing the things he's doing in the, with that footing and in those conditions. And uh, I don't know. It's a guy I wish I could have seen live. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you'd have been happy. Way for too that. young to have experienced Gale's. Give me a piece of paper over there, Carl. Sure. Um, I got I to right, dissect the numbers, is what oh, I got. Here we go. Do. Now, Randy, now you've got him doing research during the show again. Thanks. But that'll be fine. But hold on. So it's 115 touches, yeah. six touchdowns, Carm. You can do it, right? Yeah. 115, Thanks. six touchdowns. It's uh, once every 19 touches. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah, right? Yeah, that's for our guy. That's for uh, Sayers. Right. No. No, that's for Travis Williams. Oh, Travis Williams. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Because you always give that yeah. number. That's pretty remarkable. I love that number. It's uh, 19.2 to be exact. You're correct. All right. Yeah, 19.2. And I'm going to do the kickoff returns for my man, 91. Right, you work on oh, that. I'm going to oh, go back to the call. Oh, you might be right. Yeah. I'm just looking at it just quickly. Go ahead. You can go to the So wait, you're doing Gale Sayers now? Yeah. Okay, what is it? Nine. Go ahead. You ready? I got the calculator out, so it's easy. All right, it's going to be eight touchdowns. In 91? Right. Eight touchdowns in yes. 118. 118? It's uh, 14.75. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, but but guess what, though? <laughs> Gale Sayers. Well, how did Gale Sayers make the Hall of Fame? Because he's the best running back. Uh, you know, one of the ten, I don't know. He was just a, one of the ten best, uh, most but, dynamic running well, backs ever. But if Randy's point is that Gale Sayers and Travis Williams are much better than Deion Sanders, I mean, uh, uh, Devin. than Devin Hester, I'm with you, Randy, from Seattle. Bill's You're my Park. guy. Bill's on the west side in Oak Park on ESPN 1000. What up, Bill? Hey, Hey, guys, you know, I wanted to talk about the Bengals. I'm a lifelong fan, and I may get a little heated, but I'll be, I'll be nice. Okay, but go. they keep talking about saying how this, was no, this is the best way to spread inequality, when the reality is the best way to do that was to play the 19th week. And they could have done it because everybody's – the Bills are able to play. They're playing this week, the Bengals. So the, the effect of the, the injury, and thank God he's okay, could, they could have played and let the records dictate everything. And by the way, the NFL wouldn't be giving up money because there would be another game to be played, an actual game, and they get their cut, I'm sure, of, of, of the game. But 
that was the only way to play it. And the irony of they had this all set up for COVID to, to take away the bye week should something have happened during COVID right. and try to do it. So the, this was all set up, and all of a sudden it's gone. And, and the injury was is, is was difficult, and the postponement was correct. But to totally cancel the game and take away options from the Bengals and a flip a coin for a division winner not to play at home it's just fine. because that's the wild. I mean, thing. I know the and 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 the, just to say that they're trying to spread it. There was there was no need to spread inequality. Play the play the nineteenth week. Other teams wouldn't have minded. They get an extra week you off. Get an extra week off, yeah. Um, yeah you it, know, and they were and they were worried about trying to say, you know, they didn't. They wanted the teams that are playing this weekend to to you know to have something on the line. Everything's on the line every week. So for them to wait, it would have made the Bengal Raven game more important. Now it's not, obviously, as we keep talking about. It's not. not, it's, not play. Near, it's not nearly as important. Um, Bill, thanks for the call, buddy. We appreciate it. It's not nearly as important. The Bengals still can you know not mess with the coin flip for a home game potentially by just winning. You know, that, 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 that scenario only comes into play if the Ravens win in Cincinnati this weekend. Jeff Van Gundy's going to join us coming up next. We want to talk about the Texans with him a little bit. Bears and Texans duking it out for, you know, what uh, we hope is the number one overall pick. The Bears could screw the whole thing up by, by winning this weekend. And then if the Arizona Cardinals were to lose and if the Denver Broncos were to lose, the Bears would fall all the way to four. Um, uh, the 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 uh, Texans have been a little bit more feisty here recently. Not last week, but down the stretch a little bit with Lovey. We'll see what he's thinking about his beloved Texans in Indy this weekend. We'll talk to the coach coming up next. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's a football Friday, and uh, when we talk NFL here on the Carmen and Yurko Show, there's only one man to talk to. It's Jeff Van Gundy, the coach. We don't need to talk basketball with him. We want to talk about football. His football and his beloved Texans and our Bears duking it out for the number one overall pick. Uh, it is always great when Jeff Van Gundy joins us. And, Coach, we always appreciate your time. You know that. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you guys? We're doing pretty We're well. Doing. The NFL has kind of thrown us asunder We're, here with some of the uh, things that they have done here and they've agreed to today, which me, is a little bit goofy. But I know you've got other things you but, want to talk but, about. Well, let me ask you real quick, though, Coach. I mean, as uh, you know, someone that was on the sidelines for so many professional games, um, I, I don't think any of us have really seen anything quite like what happened Monday. Were you ever involved in a, in a game situation with anything even close to what transpired Monday night in Cincinnati? No, thankfully, I, I wasn't. But I, I did... Uh, start thinking about when I was an assistant with the Knicks, um, we drafted Monty Williams who, you know, played at Notre Dame, now the head coach of Phoenix. Um, and he had had some heart issues that, um, were, they were thinking it was going to be, you know, he couldn't play. He was in ultimately after sitting, you know, missing some time in Notre Dame cleared, we draft him, but for that full year, I believe, you know, he couldn't be up on the court without a trainer right there with a defibrillator. Wow. And yeah. And, and I just thought, I, I just, you know, you know, reflected back on that. Cause that was like sort of eerie, you know, cause mm. I was like the guy working with him a lot. Um, he, it was me, him and Charlie Ward. Mm. And I just remember that the defibrillator, and the trainer were always, you know, right there. And it was, yeah, so it was just 
to see it play out as it did on uh, TV like that. I mean, it was, you know, just the nightmare for everybody, family, friends, the teams, you know, the whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty oh. crazy. Yep. But uh, the recovery seems as miraculous. Yes. You know, so, so, so thankful for that, too. Absolutely. Um, all right, so as a diehard Texans fan, but at the same time as a guy who, you know, competed at the highest level, coached at the highest level, uh, can you bring yourself to, like, hope your team loses this weekend? How are you handling Texans and Colts? Well, I think if you think in Chicago that we've come this far with this dreadful of a season to ruin it with a win, then you don't know us as Texans. We're not screwing it up now. You know, we're going to, we'll have the number one pick. It may take a lot to get there because, you know, I know you, you guys know, uh, Lovey Smith. Oh yeah. And, and, and the record looks, you know, as you know, what Parcell says is true. Right. You know, you are what your record says you are. And we are that, but our team, he has our team playing really hard. We had three weeks in a row, like, we could have beaten the Cowboys on the road. Yeah. Most likely should have beaten the Chiefs at home. And then, you know, I mean, we're like, so we're playing. Last week we were awful against yeah. Jacksonville. Yeah. But, you know, I, I got to think that he's coaching to win because, like, that's what coaches do. But I just can't believe that we're going to end up winning the game. But the Colts are pretty dreadful, though. Does that scare you? They are. I mean, they are. They've had their own quarterback situations. It could be, you know, a three to two game. Certainly, that's possible. A three to two game, five three. But you, but you said it though. Like the mentality of a coach. We could talk about tanking all we want, or you know, hope as a fan. (laughs) Maybe that I think there's even a difference within a front office. But a coaching staff and a group of players, like they never take that mindset. Well, it's okay if we lose, right? And frankly, they don't the the uh, the coaching staff. If it was more secure and they knew they were coming back, maybe it would matter. But they, you know, that's not sure thing. So they're just coaching to try to play well and coach well. And um, you know, I think obviously fans and ownership, you know, want the number one pick and all that. You know, all the hope that that provides. Because frankly, you know. Over the last few years, that's all we have really right now is hope for a better future. And, you know, I think that's a little too much to be putting on one quarterback, though, too. Yeah. As uh, Jeff Van Gundy's our guest, it's Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So are if they do get the one number one overall pick, are you hoping that they take a quarterback? Do they have to? Should they trade it? Like, we're as Bears fans, we'd be okay if the Bears move out of that spot, like get a few more picks. Maybe they finally have their quarterback. I don't know, maybe. But are you definitely hoping you, that one of the quarterbacks lands in Houston? Well, without one, you got no shot. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying the one is there this year. I don't know. I don't know right. quarterbacks. I mean, um, but without one, you, you're, you have no shot. So you're just delaying the inevitable if you're not – you know, taking one or, you know, getting one. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys think you have the one in field? We don't know. We think maybe for the first time in a long time, I think we're most yeah. of us are a little bit more encouraged. The scales of justice would be weighing a little heavier toward, I think we've got them, 
but there's still something to prove. Out the there. passing offense is still so bad, Coach. Like I don't know how much. Yeah, have you but seen? you know what I what I thought was, and again, I don't know football, but I love the way they allowed him to run. Like I've always asked my friends in football, like why does everyone score so easily in college football? And then it's so hard to score in the NFL. Like, no, everyone's open in college football. No one's open in, in pro football. Like, it's, you know, the windows are so small, right? Yeah, yep. And one guy said it's be, one of the reasons is, you know, the running quarterback, like, you know, that they allow those guys to run. Whereas in the NFL, you know, you just, because of the, the speed of the defense and all that, you don't get that. Right. But, like, with Fields, I think it's been great that they've, let him run. He's been dangerous that way. I don't know if the problem, it's sustainable. That's, but it. that's it's, the problem. You nailed it. I think the problem is it's a good way to get your quarterback hurt. And in college, let's face it, they can move the drill. But in the pros, if you're going to commit to a guy, if you're going to pay a guy, like the last thing you want to do is start shortening or truncating his career. So there's the rub. Well, but hurts, right? I mean, I know he's hurt right now, but like, to me, he's he's doing both, and I, I don't know if Fields has got. I mean, Hertz didn't. No one was saying Hertz was the guy, um, yeah. and now every you know Hertz may be the MVP, right? I mean, so it's like, I know this in any sport, you better play to a guy's strength than highlight his weaknesses. And I don't know if you know Fields. I, I, I haven't. I'm not a football guy, but it seems like running is one of his strengths. So at least oh, you've got to sure. incorporate it in some manner whether he, he he goes down early runs out of bounds every time i don't know but uh, anyway i, I, I just i just I, find it fascinating jeff I'm how get, different college yeah. football and pro football is i'm guessing the ability to scramble to have pocket awareness to get out and then make positive yardage out of what looks like a negative pass play that i'm cool is with. always a benefit it's always a benefit. it's the design runs that you got to be uh, careful you know, with. the carson wentz injury in his rookie year when it looked like he's going to be rookie of the year and he dives MVP. into the end zone in you know, a freakish play gets sandwiched between two people and ends up tearing an acl because of that and carson wentz has never been the same quarterback since never never been the same quarterback since so anytime i design a run play and jalen hurts now they've come with that little muddle huddle yes. behind him and that's the way they quarterback sneak him in. And of his, like, nine touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, like six of them are that variety. They're the best short yardage right. team in NFL history. With only <laughs> one being one of those, like, uh, jaw-dropping runs that you've seen out of Justin Fields, where from 38 out, Jalen Hurts yeah. finds a way to get him in. That's a more sustained process. Yeah. Of, of running your quarterback and getting rushing touchdowns or getting the ball into the end zone, a more profitable way and I think a healthier way uh, for your quarterback to be able to survive 10, 12 years as opposed to the guys. And I'm worried about Josh Allen's another guy that's out there. Any quarterback that runs and has to run to make his offense go, and Josh Allen does have to run to make his offense go, I worry about his future. Not as much, but he does a lot, Carm. That's what you worry about, Coach, is just that it's not – you never know when that final play is going to be specifically in the run game because when he gets crunched and he gets hurt, now it's over. He's got to come back and try to replicate his play. So, I well, mean, that's that, the risk. That, I, I agree. Like, But I see him trying to hurdle people, run through people. Like, I just think there has to be, if those guys, they just have to, like, if they do run, they got to get down early. Like, yes. a couple extra yards isn't the, like a, a, a third down run, you know, that you're scrambling 
in in, a, in game five is not the same as that same play in the Super Bowl, right? You know where you're trying to, I don't know it. It's complicated, but I, I just hope Fields works out because, you know, I I love watching stories where guys, you know, don't start out strong. They're, you know, like judged early and that it's going to be negative, and then if he's able to come back and have a really good productive career, yeah, I think that's why you have to be very reticent to to judge young players too early in any sport. Agreed. Uh, in 60 seconds, make the case for Andre Johnson for football's Hall of Fame. He's a finalist. He's one of the 15 finalists. He's no doubt a great player. Um, he played with a good quarterback in Schaub, but never a great quarterback. Um, we had good offenses um, that were dependent on him. Uh, we didn't have other you know, deep threats to complement him. So I, I don't know in, in football if, if he's a surefire Hall of Famer or not, but I know this. When I watched him on a week-to-week basis, he was a great player who lifted up other good players around him to being better than they should because of his greatness, and he was one hell of a competitor. And so uh, I hope it works for him. Summed up well. You should be in that room for him uh, when they debate it uh, the weekend before the Super Bowl, or the weekend of the Super Bowl. Coach, uh, when the season is over, come back on with us to talk NBA if you wouldn't mind, okay? Absolutely, but we're getting the number one pick. Good luck, fair fan. Uh, uh, we're hoping that you guys go in and uh, we're, we're cheering for Lovey to go in and beat up on the Colts. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. See ya. There's Jeff Van Gundy. And once football's over, we'll talk yeah. to him about basketball. To break down don't you just We'll name. ask him what's going on with Lowry Market and dropping 49. I saw that. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. Good from three-point <laughs> range, Eddie, too. Maybe uh, Eddie's on the phone, too, of course. Maybe Eddie on the north side's right. He's had a couple 38s also. Lowry's having a good year. I mean, the, the, the Jazz have come back down to earth, obviously. But uh, holy cow, Lowry Market had dropped almost a 50-burger. What in the world is going on? All right, more of your phone calls coming up. How do you think the NFL has handled this? Do you think it's fair? Does that even matter at this point? We'll talk about some of these bizarre playoff scenarios that are, are now official because the league has voted yes. 312-332-3776. Plus, Yurko's keys to Week 18 during the 1 o'clock hour. We're back in two minutes.